Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email piercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, Metalheads, after going to a Rager, what's your ultimate go-to? Mine is totally pizza. So when Overload is playing or I'm promoting the Metal Forge Live showcases or the big goddamn metal show, I go to Pizza Donisi. Pizza Donisi is gourmet artisan pizza from right here in Louisville, Kentucky. It features things like the pizza of the month, the sandwiches, and also vegetarian and vegan options, which is so totally fucking cool for all, all of it's It's awesome pizza. You definitely want to go. Hey, and also, from time to time, they do cannolis. Oh, so fucking good. You know what they said, man. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, just like that in Godfather. They're located right next to the Mag Bar at 1396 South 2nd Street. So either stop in or call in at 502-213-0488. They're open till midnight. The witching hour. Heineken? Fuck that shit! Pabst Blue Ribbon! Hey, metalheads, you all hear me talk about Magbar all the time. It is the home to the Metal Forge Live showcases and is an integral stop in the ultimate underground metal tour schedule. They obviously feature live music, but the Magbar also has daily specials like Pint and Slice Night on Tuesdays with Pizza Donisi. But they also do Bring Your Own Vinyl on Thursdays with DJ Kent Jackson. And Finer Things Sundays. Located right next to Pizza Donisi at 1398 South 2nd Street. Open 3 p.m. to 4 a.m. seven days a week. Get your asses out to the Mag Bar. Rock out. For 45 years in keeping Louisville weird, Electric Ladyland has been there for all your eccentricities. While they do offer the best smoking supplies out on the market today, there's a whole lot more to check out. From ashtrays and blacklight posters, to records, incense and burners, and items to stock your metaphysical supply. They're open from 10 to 10, 7 days a week. Located at 2325 Bardstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky, and at electricladyland420.com. Roll out. The year was 1979, and all the world was caught up in disco and Star Wars. But in Louisville, something was happening. A young entrepreneur named Ben had a vision to be the best record store in all of the city. Fast forward to 2023, and Better Days Records is still going strong. Still, after all these years, owned by the same guy. We have had some trips and falls along the way, but so does life, and Better Days is here to stay. With two awesome locations at 921 Barrett Avenue and at 2600 West Broadway, better days are surely in your future. 
going on metalheads thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the metal forge my name is mark jackson and i am your host and today is really kind of cool because checking in here at the very beginning of the show in the monologue is jason gardner from the heavy metal wasteland hello dude today this is awesome i'm glad you're checking in for this because this is the first time that the Metal Forge has interviewed a band from Israel, living in Tel Aviv, Israel, Death in Your Yard. Uh, super awesome uh, crossover thrash band. Dude, that's, that's fucking amazing. Like, I'm sorry, but like for me, I think it's totally fucking cool to like interview fucking bands like Overthrust from Gonze Botswana and fucking bands and uh, fucking you know Israel and Russia and all of that because everybody has their own metal story yeah I agree I mean it's cool that metal's played all over the world and all the stories are similar just in different looking places right and and you know it's so interesting to see like some of these uh some of these documentary like uh, Global Metal is one that is really awesome and it's about the dude who follows Maiden around on the Flight 666 tour and shit and yeah for the video I'd show you I got that DVD yeah I've got it in the other room you know because that's where all the all the all the music DVDs fall under the same shelf yeah so Super fucking awesome shit. We're going to be checking in with uh, Alan here in just a few minutes. Jason, what do you have this week for the heavy fucking metal wasteland? Dude, I got a good one. It is uh, actually a wasteland. Let's talk a little Blue Ridge Rock Fest. <laughs> yes, I was hoping you would bring this up. Yeah. So uh, what a shit show that sounded like it was. Uh, I actually am talking to two people about coming on the Alehorn for next month. And just uh, having a fair discussion about why this fest turned to a into a hellscape uh, pretty quick. Like, yeah, you know, there was. I mean, a lot of stuff gets exaggerated online. I know that, but there was a lot of uh, stories about people waiting to get on a bus that they never made it in. They never saw any band. They just there was no water stations anywhere. Like the camping area got destroyed one night, and there was no like contingency plan. They evacuated people, and the parking lots are like five miles away. They told people to go to their car, and they're probably five miles away. Just stuff like that. Like, dude, this is fascinating. It's messed so, up, honestly. Yeah, it's, I really hope there's a good documentary that comes out in the next year or two, like a fair, honest documentary with like people that work all sides of it. Whether you're a, whether you want a ticket, whether you work like stagehand or ground crew or vendor or a band. Like, I want to hear like all sides of this. Like, even in the management, like someone. Someone in the management, please dissent and talk about why this festival turned into like the biggest shit show of the year. It's amazing. It's fascinating. It really is because there's a lot of these festivals. Like last year, we had in Louisville, we had a shit show fest called Irate Fest, and it, you know, kind of did the same fucking thing. And I'm, I was blown away by it, you know, and seeing all of the people talk about it. And just wanting to hear their stories because it's just, it, it's almost like Woodstock 99 kind of shit, mm-hmm. 
but like, I just don't get it. I thought we've like grown more since then. At least Blizzard 99 made it all the way through. Dude, they canceled this after two days. Of a four-day um, event? Yeah, of, due to weather that didn't even happen on Saturday or Sunday. There's definitely there's definitely some uh, shenanigans going on. Whether it's so I, I heard like the, uh, the the stage crew uh, pretty much walked out on them due to uh, un, un, unfavorable working conditions was one of the rumors I saw. So um, management and confidence. Yeah, stuff like that. So like I I'd love to know the real reason. And uh, apparently they already have tickets on sale for next year, which is uh, also amazing uh, that people will even buy it uh, anymore. So I really. If it, at one point, do you feel sorry for people and just start laughing at them for being idiots and going to this every year when always problems like every single year? Right. But, you know, the bands don't care. They're getting paid. They have it made pretty good back there in the backstage. They got all the good food, plenty of bathrooms, probably indoor plumbing because it's got a racetrack. Um, you know, they're, they're set. But I have heard that some of the bands even had problems like getting their stuff to the stage. Like, Right, because uh, logistics were terrible. Exactly. So yeah, I'd love to hear about it, man. Like for real, like what really happened without so, without the extra drama and exaggeration. You've actually just spawned a, a, a epiphany uh, in me just now. So I am going to go out on a limb and say this: if anybody out there has their ticket wristband still for this year's Blue Ridge Rock Fest. And you want to venture to Louisville, Kentucky on the weekend of October, Friday the 13th or Saturday the 14th. And you present your I Got Fucked at Blue Ridge Rock Fest uh, bracelet, ticket, whatever it is. I'll let you in the big goddamn metal show for free. Shout out real quick to the guy I was arguing on Facebook about the big goddamn metal show. Yeah, he's a louder than if life you're, if you're this listening, week. You Fairweather uh, metal fan. Uh, if you go to the big goddamn metal show, I will I will pay for your spot. Your name is on the guest list. I'll have to look it up and send it to Mark later. But you're you're in if you want to go. Hell yeah. Uh, just because you never heard of these bands don't mean they're no good. See, this guy was like saying like I've never heard of them, therefore I dismiss them as legit. I was like, Well dude, I was like, Did you ever hear of Foo Fighters when Dave Grohl was in a garage playing with people that you never heard of? Did you dismiss them then? I like everyone starts at the bottom. Well, right. most people do. Unless you're, unless you're, um, you know, someone's famous kid that just gets all these really good festival slots for no reason other than being somebody famous, uh, their child. Right. Not to mention any names, but no, 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 we can't mention there. any names. Don't mention yeah, any names. Yeah, jar, square, big four square jar. But um, no, wait, you can't say that either. Come on. Hashtag big four square jar. Hashtag big four square jar. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love it. But uh, speaking of big festivals, uh, you know, uh, I know a lot of life is this weekend. I've seen it all over the place. Everyone seems pretty excited to be packed in a, a sardine can for four days. And, you know, I guess that's enjoyable. Uh, more power to you, you know, if you find enjoyment, that's cool. But, uh, yeah, not, not me. But, you know, shout out to Lars Fredrickson. Uh, I'm going to name drop him here. Uh, thank you for the... Uh, the ticket that I had to pass on for today, uh, or for the you know uh, the day that you were playing, I just can't deal with that many people anymore. Like, not right now, anyways. There's <laughs> a lot, man. I mean, like I said, I went when uh, that that one big band opened or opened shit uh, when they played, and you know I was really there for Priest because I'd never seen Priest before. And, you know, that was like the craziest fucking show ever because, you know, they had some pretty cool shit happen in the show. Like, the stage show was great. It was the 50 Heavy Metal Years Tour. But obviously, because it's a festival, it gets cut down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, You really lost about seven songs Mm -hmm. on the actual set. But that's also the same night that Richie Faulkner had the aortic aneurysm. Yeah, which is so fucking crazy because it's like I kind of felt weird because it's like I didn't want to go see bands for a while because I went to Dusty Hills last show. I went to see Richie. I went to see Judas Priest and Richie Faulkner had a had like a aortic aneurysm at, on at the end of his set. And it's like right. fuck, who's gonna die when I go see whoever's next? Like I don't want to go see Alice or Ozzy again. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but you I mean, that was like somewhat historic show just for that reason. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it was a great. I never, set. I never, I never catch the historic shows like like Rob Halford singing for like Black Sabbath or something. Like I, like why couldn't have I been at that? Like that's just like such a rarity. Like Costa I, Mesa '92 or some yeah, shit. It would have been really cool, but uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean. There's actually video of that show on YouTube somewhere, but it's really shitty. Yeah. It's really shitty video. It's like camcorder video. Right. And, yeah, but it, it's terrible. So, Jason, in parting from the Heavy Metal Wasteland, what do you have to say about all these, uh, you know, this Blue Ridge rock shit? Um, dude, I look forward to it every year because it's such a shit show that's very entertaining. Why? Well, while I'm sitting inside of my couch by myself with nobody touching me, using my bathroom, I'm not buying food or overpriced beer. I'm just having a good old time just reading everybody else's music. So, uh, yeah, keep it up, I guess. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the other funny thing I want to I want to close in part on this is maybe we uh, could get in with MGM Bets and start betting in Vegas of the fucking shit that's going to happen next year. You know, because they let you bet on WrestleMania which is, yeah. you know, it's predetermined outcome. Yeah. So clearly we could bet on are they going to cancel at noon on the second day or at five on the second day? What's the over-under for bands dropping off the bill? Yeah. You know, what's the over-under for, you know, I don't know, fucking all this other horrible shit that, or even, you know, hey, how many bands actually got to play type shit. You know, real quick before I go, before we wrap it up, I will say that the most the most humorous thing that I found about this whole thing was out of all the bands that they booked, it's like 200 bands on this on this show. It's ridiculous. Like, they had like Pantera and like Deathclaw playing at the same time on two different stages. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. But everyone had to sit, everyone that got in and got to listen to the music had to sit through Vince Neil's solo band. Oh my yeah, god! I thought, oh, yes. I thought like if it, if add, adding insult to injury, you got Vince Neil up there, not even not singing, whatever the fuck Vince Neil does now, that's what you had. You got to listen to that. So congratulations, um, you know, you got to witness Vince Neil. So yeah, and like, but anyway, speaking of playing live, I hear these guys have amazing fucking shows when when they're able to play. So we're going to check them out. This is from Death in Your Yard. We are sinners. This week, it is awesome because uh, this has been a couple of weeks in the uh, to a couple of months in the making because, uh, as you all know, Paul Caravasi of Soul Grinder Zine is coming up with a new thing. It's called Soul Grinder Records. So we are featuring a lot of the bands that he is going to be producing this year 
on the Metal Forge here, and I am being joined with Alan Hoffman from Death in in Your Yard, and they are from Tel Aviv, Israel, and that is rad as shit to me because you are the first band from Israel on the Metal Forge. Awesome. So we actually we don't have a lot of like bands here, so it's honored for me like to be in the, like show in the US. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean it's interesting to me because I I love speaking with so many bands from around the world because we've broken through so many metal boundaries. You know, I've spoken with bands from Russia even during the the, the shit that's going on there. And, you know, because we we're just like the innocent bystanders and all of the bullshit that goes on. You know, we all share the metal, you know, that's really what it's all about. Yeah, it's for me, it's all about to make music. It doesn't matter where you are from or if our fans is like from Europe or from Asia. It doesn't matter. Just the music matter for us. Definitely. So you just had said something a moment ago, and I want to address that. You you said that you don't have a lot of bands there. No, we, we don't have a lot of trash bands here. Okay. Like, in general, because we are in, like, small country, so the scene is not so big. Let's say, like, the old school uh, music, we can say it's, like, smaller here. Okay, so how does how does it work with your all scene there? Do you all actually do you play regularly? Do you play you know like at least once or twice a month or what? Yeah, we we play once a month, and actually like last Friday we play in a tattoo shop in Jaffa. Some of our one of our friends they make the logo of us. He like tattooed it in his leg, and it was like mind blowing for us. He got a tattoo of it. Yeah, it's like the first person with the death in your tattoo. Like, I have a tattoo and the drummer have a tattoo. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's, a, it's really honored for us. Like That is amazing. Like, I don't think anybody's even done that for my band. Not even myself. <laughs> I never thought, like, someone gonna do a tattoo of my band. That That's awesome, though. That's a really cool thing to to have that honor. You all are actually doing shows, which is cool because, you know, there are some places out there that that are in, you know, that are in really bad states and don't and maybe play like once or twice a year because of their 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 local place is not fit to have shows and stuff. So, yeah. That's cool. You know, I always like to know, because I've never been there, I want to, I always like to know what it's like, you know, in in case I ever get to come to a show or something there. To, how it's to come to Israel or how it's to come to our show? Both. Both. Right now, the situation in Israel is not so good. Um, let's say that a lot of, like, the Jews, uh, right wing the Jewish uh, right wing uh, in Israel, they like control now. Right. And uh, it's a lot of crazy shit here. Like we have people in the government, they was like in jail and they was like uh, make terror attacks against people, but they like religious Jewish. Right. Yeah. I I know, I know what you're, what you're going with, man, because with our government too, it's all fucked up right now too. So, uh, yeah, Yeah, I think it's in all over the world. It is. It's all over the world. And that's why we're here to, you know, to talk about metal and to, you know, to get people's mind off of the other bullshit like that. So tell everybody, out in Metal Forge land here about Death in Your Yard. Oh, okay. We we are Death in Your Yard. We actually the only crossover trash band in Israel. And right now we're working on new music because we want to release a new EP. And our uh, we work in, uh, about uh, put finals in Czech Republic, and we was in um, in the last May we was in tour in 
Germany and Czech Republic. And it was like the first time of us in a grindcore festival in name uh, Grind and Nazi Scam. And it was crazy show. Like the organizer came to us and says, you really cool guys, you have awesome music. And it's really honored for me, like the people in around the world know us. And we are we are not big bands, so it's really cool that people listen to the music and come to the show. And it doesn't matter; it's like people in Israel or people in Europe. Like some right now, it's in Europe, and uh, we pl- play the first song. We play the first show in 2016, actually in one of the hardest religious neighborhood in Jerusalem, and uh, it was crazy show like. 30 people came there and we go to the show in Sabbath and like we fight with religious people. It was actually crazy. Wow, man. That is, that is amazing. That's where you realize that when you actually have something that means something, I think when you, you just said you, the first show you played, like 30 people showed up for it, and it was in, in like, a, a really religious uh, neighborhood. And, yeah, you had, like, everything go on. And, and now you're reaching, like you said, farther parts of Europe, even to me in the United States and Paul, you know, at Soul Grinder Zine. That is, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man, it's fucking crazy that people from the U.S. know us. I think, like, if we was in the U.S., so it was much easier for us, because, like, the music invented in the U.S., we can say it. Right. Yeah, I mean, it it would probably be easier in the U.S., especially now, but, but I think that's what makes it special for you, is that you're not from the U.S., and... Yeah. And I think listening to to you all on on album is already great i i love it because it sounds amazing the 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 sonic quality to me really stands out and it really wants me to like do that thing where i'm just you know thrashing like hitting my like fists on my legs and stuff and just banging my head like a crazy motherfucker like i do and and the way the vocals hit are just like wow i can only imagine you know seeing feeling the energy on just even on digital what i what i listened to what it's like live cuz then i know it's even more so that's why i'd love to i'd love to ever see you all yeah actually the live show it's it's crazy like we bring a lot of people to the show people exploding each other the circle pit never ending we play much faster in live and the atmosphere is crazy everybody drink everybody smoking everybody trying to do their best in the pit and having fun and actually a lot of old metal had come to our show and younger metal had come to our show so I'm really happy about that, that like we have all the ages together. So let me ask you this, like with that, like, do you ever notice like people from when you're playing and you're near your community, do you ever notice people that like you would never expect to see there at, at your shows? Yes. We play with a lot of bands. So one time we play with a, death metal group and a lot of like death metal dudes came and we play with the black metal bands and we play with a lot of bands in israel so every part of the scene is coming not only like the trash kids that's awesome see that yes that's what it's all about is you know that scene building thing where you just you know the crossover really makes it happen. You know, yeah. you, you have such a wide array of an audience that you can pull the death, the death metal kids and people and the, the black metal and the thrash and probably even hardcore, even, you know, you've got all of this thing going. Yeah. And we, we actually most playing with punk bands, like me and all the group in the band, we really 
in the punk scene, like my big brother, he was in a in a really big punk band in Israel, and uh, our guitar, uh, our ba- uh, drummer, sorry, our drummer, he was in a hardcore punk band, and he was a kid. So we really into the punk scene and the hardcore punk music. Definitely, you know, I think what best describes it, it, and and I feel this way about my music as well, is a, a, a really good friend of mine, Jerome Marshall, said about his band. What is the name? What? And it was um, we're too metal for the hardcore crowd, and we're too hardcore for the metal crowd, and so it's like. But it, it's such a crossover niche that you draw from both, and that's yeah. what's cool. Yeah, I think like actually, you know, the, the scene in Israel so a lot, so we, we can't bring like 400 uh, Treasures kids with bullet belts and vests. We don't have it here. So we play with actually not everybody, because we not play a lot with like metalcore band and stuff like that. But definitely a lot of people come to the show that not only this style, not only metalhead or not only punk. Right uh, we play a, a lot of like old people saw us right. playing when we was in the release show, the second release show. So the, it was in the theater in Tel Aviv. So the other side was like a theater for old people. And when they finish, we start. So a lot of people like come see the merch. Some come see a one or two song. Definitely, yeah, for sure. That's cool. You know, just being able to draw anything. And you made a comment about we you don't have four hundred kids showing up in bullet belts. You know, I don't think honestly any scene. I don't care if you're in London or New York or L.A. or whatever. I don't think any scene actually has 400 kids showing up in bullet belts unless it's a festival show and they're traveling to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would I, love I, for I that to be a reality. I was in, a, like, in the past I was in Czech Republic and I was in, like, we can say trash fest it was like six bands so there i saw like a lot of like kids with vests and bullet belts right and maybe 200 or something like that maybe one maybe less but still that's that's respectable turnout i think that's you know 200 people is is a lot for what we do you know, yes. especially when, you know, when you, especially when you start out and you might have 10 people show up and you might have 10 people show up for two or three years before you have 20 or 30 or 50 people sh- start showing up, you know, or whatever. And getting out and hitting the, hitting the pavement, as they say, hitting the road, you know, building your fan base in other places too. And mm-hmm. coming back with, you know, you have to keep going back to those places to be in to build repeat business, you know, build build new people coming out to the show. So it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome that we can tour other side of not other side of the world, but we can go out from our country and can play shows in Czech Republic and Germany and we was in Poland. And it's really fun to watch like people that never thought that Music, the meta music is in this country and they come to our show and they like really support it and they enjoying everybody and everybody have a good time definitely so currently to date what is the farthest you've been out away from home on tour we did uh, the first tour was a uh, 14th show i think okay and where was that it was like it was in czech poland and germany okay and the first tour was crazy a lot of people came to our show in uh, Brno in Czechia we play like in more than 100 people and like I never thought a lot of people come to our show because we are in, from small country mm-hmm. and it was the first tour it was amazing experience 
Definitely. So uh, earlier you did mention, so let's go ahead and, and, and start talking about this here. Earlier you mentioned you are putting out a new EP. We're working right now uh, on new, new music. Right. Yeah. So so how's that going for you all? Uh, it's right now going well. We have a new guitar player he with us uh, like from May. The guitar player before him, he was from Nepal. And he lived in Israel and he came back to Nepal the end of April. April. Okay. And uh, now we have a new guitar player, so we work work with him about new songs that we work we were working together with him, and uh, we teach him old songs. Okay, so yeah, getting him, yeah, getting him caught up on the stuff from the from the other releases and going to write new uh, things. Two, two releases. We we have a first EP. It was like six song we have the, the the first lp and then we did a, a split with the band from guatemala and then we then da- we did like a demo with two songs okay so i'm looking at Bandcamp. the second album okay cool so see i'm seeing on Bandcamp where i see make crossover attack again which is awesome yes, this is i love the uh <laughs> i love the cover with the bear it's great uh, and then I see uh, Pandemic Netanyahu. Yeah, this is the demo with the two songs. Okay, and then I see Bears Against Humanity. Yeah, this is the last uh, album. Okay, uh, which ultimately I think has a great cover as well because <laughs> thrash metal bears uh, killing Freddy Krueger and... <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, a lemo off is, a cliff hitting a woman <laughs> with toxic waste. Well, it's not. Uh, it's not uh, just a. Wo- it's not like uh, just a woman. This is Sarah Netanyahu. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is the wife of Bibi. Okay, and the guy who the bear with the head. Yeah. So the head is like the. The guy I told you before, now in the government, that he like the crazy right-wing religious guy. Ah. Yes. Wow. That is interesting. Uh, yeah, we'll have to definitely d- uh, do like a deep dive in on that uh, on an episode soon. So, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, 14 tracks, but it is quick. You know, they're, everything's yeah. a couple, a minute and a half to two minutes, and... But it's all great, though. It, it's exactly what it needs to be. It it it's the exact blow off steam, fucking punch, what the fuck ever thrash you want to do. I dig it. And with the guitar player change, how how has the sound changed? Actually, we have the. I think we have the same sound because we have the same uh, equipment. Okay. But what, yeah. even from playing style, though. The, the playing style, uh, we're trying to do the best. This will be like the same thing, like the album. But uh, I, I actually play really like to the guitar player before. Okay, uh, right we, on. We're really trying to, to, to be the same sound. Well, that's awesome because, yeah, that definitely means that you know, that you do have a thing and you do recognize that and that it is a, you know, you have your sound. Yes. And I do believe Mm -hmm. that because there's any other type crossover band like an SOD or, you know, or an MOD or anything like that. Yeah, there is a similarity, but there's something different. You know, there's, and it's not just within the vocal or anything like that. Even in the the tone quality difference, I think is where I'm going with that. That's why I think okay. people need to check you guys out. I think people need to check us because we now a lot of trash band and crossover trash band they really generic and it's the same thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I, we're really trying to be like unique. Definitely. We we don't we have a lot of bands that we love and we we listen to the music all the time. But when we make our crossover, we want to do what we want to do. Oh, for sure. 
No, I I totally I totally get that. Definitely, I'm also always you know we we put links down below so we can uh, so ban so other people that listen can check you guys out and maybe you know maybe they go and pick up awesome stuff. You know, I promote everybody's shows on here, but like I know I might like talk about everybody else's shows, but I'm fucking horrible about actually promoting the fucking big goddamn metal show. Yeah, we might talk about it from time to time, but let me tell you, it is two nights, two venues, Friday the 13th, Saturday the 14th of October. Uh, Friday the 13th is at 21st in Germantown with Halfcaster, Rifle, Kill the Crown, Storm Toker, Eulogy in Blood, and their first appearance in Kentucky, Throne of Iron. And then on Saturday the 14th at the Mag Bar, this is night two of the big goddamn metal show with Mothrog, Promise of Plague, Misery Machina, Kerr, Baptized, Overload, and Detroit's own Snafu. So you all want to be there. It's $15 a night, $25 for the weekend, and the fucking Forge Pass. Get your asses out there to the big goddamn metal show. I want to go ahead and switch over here to the derailed segment, which is the five random questions we were talking about beforehand. And okay. I'm getting, and these are, like I said, these are random and they could be about anything. And I don't know. So the first question is have gadgets like phones and stuff and apps taken away from emotion? I think people know that the phone control them and, it's not good actually like people all the time on the screen and they don't do shit with themselves anymore right like going out and taking a walk or or you know just there's a there's a thing called grounding and it's just like it's where somebody has said you know maybe it's where people you know just take your socks off and walk on the on the grass barefoot. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, duh, man. Like, of course you should do that because nature is a, a harmonious thing, you know? And when you disassociate so much from it and become in this little digital bubble like we're talking about, yeah, you lose that sense of worldliness, I guess, of being a part of your collective humanity yeah i'm totally agree with you like all the time people in israel they're like in the tiktok and they make stories and they feel them, themselves all the time and I'm, I'm, I'm not like this I'm, i don't care about that definitely like i can be in the phone but I'm, i can do something i need to talk with someone or i i'm checks music or I talk with my girlfriend but I don't have a TikTok and I don't have Instagram so when I'm like I have a time that I'm like in the stories in the phone but I try not to be and that's great and and you know I wish I wish I could do that still and I could if I didn't have a pod the podcast and and you know it's almost like a necessary evil to have some something social media if you are in a band or per, trying to promote something musically I don't think like the social media it's bad thing it's like what you're doing it with the social media. Yes, exactly. Agenda-wise, yes. Stupidity yeah. all the time, so it's shit. But if you make music and you talk with people in the, around the world and you make contact and you know about shows because Facebook. Yes, that I agree with. Uh, but then, you know, the, the religious right, you know, right, far left, what the hell ever, you know, just like 
extremism, ridiculousness. Yeah, I, fuck all that. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the part that makes it the worst part of the 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 necessary evil is what I mean. So, but anyway, that's awesome. Have you ever snuck into any event like major event without paying? Yes. <laughs> what yes. was it? In uh, 2019, I was at Berlin with my friends, and they told me, let's go, we go to see Kiss. I don't like Kiss. <laughs> and I told them, but I don't want to pay. And they was like punk's friend. So they told me, we're not going to pay. We're going to jump to the fans. And I says, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and we we did it. And it was actually awesome show. It was crazy. Like, the music was good. They played tight. Now I love them a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> so I I don't know if they necessarily, quote, played tight or not. Uh, there's apparently, apparently Paul has not sang or played live since like 2011. It's, he's been on, he's been on tape since then. So yeah, that's just rumor. I don't know, but if it is, it's cool because I saw them in 2019 as well. And, (laughs) and that was the first time I ever saw them. And I was like, wow. This is actually a really good show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a really good show. And the we didn't have a support band. It was just KISS. But they did have yeah. a they did have a, a painter there. And he was he was taking like just like paint and like throwing it on the canvas and was making like portraits of people like he made one of like Paul McCartney from Sgt. Pepper and he made one of uh, Muhammad Ali and then at the end he made one with all four of the makeup that's when they started the show and you was with friends you was I went by family. myself you uh, you go alone yeah i went by myself and uh, three nights earlier in that same arena, I saw the last them all. I saw the last them all. Two in Israel in 2010. Nice. Uh, question three here. Sorry, I, I usually go through. The, the conversation w- was so good in that last question that like I was just like, oh, shit, I forgot to get a new question up. <laughs> so, so, all right, question three. It's late night. You know, you're getting a snack, right? You're like getting a late night something, right? Okay. What do you usually go to? Oh, uh, Bamba. It's a Israeli snack. What is that? Uh, it's a peanut butter. Um, it looks like a cheesy puff. Okay. But like from a peanut butter. Wow, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. I will. All the Israeli people like it. Wow, that's that's cool like uh and you know america where there is so much fucking junk food like that like there is a amazing amount of it that like you could you cheese puffs nacho cheese flavored tortilla chips ranch flavored tortilla chips barbecue chips you know sour cream you know it there is so many different flavors of just shit and chocolate so we have we have like uh, special shops with like uh, snacks from the USA and it's really expensive. Right. And, 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 you know, some of that stuff is really interesting too, because like, uh, like there are certain drinks that we have here that are illegal in a lot of countries because of like the dyes and the chemicals in them. Really? Which like, Uh, like uh, uh, drinks, like some like Mountain Dew. Oh, I, I really, want to try it and I actually didn't understand why they can bring it to Israel and now I understand yeah because like one of the chemical dyes in it it, it like uh, it's like a carcinogen or some shit well, I, uh, okay yeah. like now they uh, talked about uh, Coke Zero so they have sync too yeah like it's me so yeah okay 
Would you ever go ghost hunting? No. Uh, is it is hunting, it because yeah, you don't is. believe in ghosts, or or just like you're like, no, that's uh, that's too much. I don't think I'm believing ghosts. Okay, so nothing. You know, once you're once once you're gone, you're gone, kind of thing, or. Yeah, I think like when you're gone, you're gone. But I don't really can know. I, the, the only thing I know that like people say they like go to the light and stuff like that. It's because the when you born and die, so the the brain like the chemical like the MDMT, right? And maybe because of that. But I think when you're gone, you're gone. Okay. MDMA. Sorry, I don't remember the name of the drug. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the same. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. No, it's not the drug I'm talking about. I don't remember the name of the drug. You have really, really strong drug that when you take it, so the you have a chemical go out of your brain only when you're born and die. I, I think I know what you're talking about. So definitely, man. So I have one more question. But before okay. before we get to it, as always, links are listed below, so please give a like, a share, and a follow. Find out on the Bandcamps, Instagrams, Facebooks for the band. Uh, as we have already discussed about uh, uh, Alan not having any of those himself personally, but the band does, so hell yeah. Um, so do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody today? I want to say thanks to my friends and all the people who come to the show. And I want to say thanks to Paul who organized that and he's going to make for us tape in October. Yeah, I really want to, to say thanks to all the people who help us and book our show. Everybody, you like doing crazy jobs. Thanks. Hell yeah. Dude, that's awesome, man. Rad thanks, stuff, man. man. And and that's what I love about metal is it's such a, you know, like working with Paul and, you know, working with, uh, you know, whoever else that's not even, you know, could be 10,000 miles away or, or two, two miles away or whatever. The community aspect of it is so, that's what I love yeah, about metal is such, really it's such awesome a rad community. That, yeah, it's the best community ever. It's awesome that a lot of people help us and we try to help other bands and like everybody trying to to book a show or they say okay you can sleep in my house yeah man yeah see and that's that's awesome so hell yeah support the fucking community and it's a community that goes like everywhere it's all over the world and it's and it's all cool like-minded people like myself yourself paul you know all these other bands that you know we all talk to and and you know listen to so hell yeah uh my final question of the day is it is the day you're going into space at noon how how do you spend your morning how i spend my morning um, I put a uh, show no mercy and make a joint in my spaceship. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, Alan, thank you so much for coming onto the Metal Forge thank this you. week. This has been awesome. We're totally looking forward to the the tape that's going to be produced here soon from Soul Grinder Records. On our way out today from Bears Against Humanity, what do you want to play? Yeah, I think uh, pizza is my business and business is good. Dude, that's awesome. (laughs) You heard him. It is pizza is my business and business is good. Yeah. Yeah. Music slow, the music 
It is the return of the annual Steel and Stone Fest, featuring the only performance of the year from the North Carolina power metal legends, Twisted Tower Dial. The rest of the lineup includes metal bands from Asheville and surrounding areas, Children of the Reptile, Oblivion Throne, Overload, Temptations Wings, and All Hell. $12 in advance, $15 at the door. First 50 people get a free comp CD. Doors are at 4, the music is at 7. For advanced tickets, go to stealingstonefest.com. Be there. In 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop The deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! 
an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com What's up Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast. If you have ghosts, you have everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana, is the premier 12,500-square-foot music superstore that has served both Southern Indiana and Louisville, Kentucky metro area for over four decades. Originally founded by Marvin and Beverly Maxwell in the 70s, this gym remains a Maxwell family-owned business. Mark Maxwell, along with his business partner, Whitney McNichol, continued the reputation as being the national resource for all things music. In 2022, the iconic Guitar Emporium of Louisville relocated to Maxwell's Music, creating the largest independently owned showroom in the region. The retail offerings at Maxwell's Music includes a huge selection of guitars, basses, 
amplifiers, effects pedals, modeling amps, keyboards, drums, banjos, mandolins, ukuleles, sound systems, stage lighting equipment, and accessories. The music education program at Maxwell's is second to none. From private instrument and voice lessons to DJ, EDM, recording, songwriting, and music theory, to Rock School, Weekend Warriors, and Maxwell's Music Lab, there is something for every age and every ability level. Down in repair land, guitar and instrument repairs and refurbishment are taken care of by the Maxwell's team of expert guitar technicians and luthiers. They also do appraisals of instruments as well. Maxwell's offers installations for professional audio, visual, and lighting systems for schools, churches, clubs, VFWs, funeral homes, sports fields, and so much more. There's also rentable space at Maxwell's, from the music practice and rehearsal rooms for the individuals and bands, all the way to a meeting space and concert venue that seats up to 120. That also includes a professional audio, visual, and lighting system and a sound booth. Maxwell's has it all. All this plus original functioning 1947 recording booth to make your own record. Go to the Guitar Hero Throne, to the very own Elvis statue, and don't forget the Harmony Green Pocket Park. There's a reason the Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana has been recognized by the National Association of Music Merchants as a number one award-winning best store design, as well as top 100 music store year after year. You gotta see it to believe it. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana. (laughs) 